welcome to Off Time Jive. My name is Tyler Pino. My name is Michael Holler. And today, we're still not fucking recording at full capacity, because I always forget things. God, this is difficult. We're on, a, we're on two different microphones now, so if we sound weird or bad, it's Michael's fault. Wait, it's my fault? Well, it's just your voice is grating. Hey, I'm still going through puberty. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a couple of years. Oh, good lord. So, Michael, what is in the uh, nerd news? Well, we actually have a lot of things to cover. Um, first and foremost, I think we should acknowledge Stan Lee, still alive. Still alive. Still alive. As of recording. As of recording. We need to stop talking about this because we're going to kill Stan Lee. We're going Lee. to kill him at some point. Um, no, a lot of things. Um, lots and lots of things. First, I, I kind of wanted to talk to you about this first, uh, just to get our thoughts out there. I saw Shin Godzilla. Well, let's say that for a little bit later, I and we'll be just gonna get through the. You fucked up my flow. All right, I'm fine. Sorry. Well, you don't do the. You don't. You don't start with a review and then move into news. That's weird. All right, fine. Ha- what news do you have? Well, Deadpool lost its director. This is true. Did you hear why? I heard it was because of creative differences with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Did you understand what like? Do what, I understand what that means? No. No. What What Collider reported was that. Tim Miller wanted to focus more on going for a stylized approach in an action sense, while Ryan Reynolds wanted to double down on the comedic aspect of it and make it more like a comedy. Um, and that's where the two split. <coughs> Apparently, there was also some argumentation, like, um, I know it's been up in the air who Cable was going to be for a long time. Yeah. Fox Studios themselves, they, they want, want Liam Neeson. They want Liam Neeson. And um, Tim Miller said, haha. <laughs> No, we're going to use Kyle Chandler. Um, and apparently no one liked that idea. Who's Kyle Chandler? Um, you remember Super 8? Yes. He's the dad. Okay, I don't remember. Did you see Zero Dark Thirty? He was in that. No. In that show, Bloodlines. He was in Wolf of Wall Street. Who was he in Wolf of Wall Street? He was the... Uh, Jonah Hill? No, he was the... Uh, he played Jonah Hill's the penis. FBI agent. Oh, okay, I know who he is then. Yeah, he's in a lot of things. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, who who did they get? They still haven't announced it yet. Okay, so pra... Yeah, 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 okay. That makes sense. I mean, Liam Neeson also makes sense in a weird way. I, I could see either one. Um, I mean, Liam Neeson, the thing is, like, I feel like they're only doing it because of the Liam Neeson joke in the first film. Possibly. But I don't, I don't know. I Who did don't Ryan Reynolds want? I, I don't think they said. I know that Stephen Lang himself has been gunning for the role really hard. Like, on Instagram, he's always posting, like, Gym day workout, hashtag cable, hashtag pray for me. You think that works? I, you know what? Like I have just, no idea. Like bombarding a studio with being like, hey, I want to play this role really bad. I mean, Tyrese so maybe I'll Gibson start doing did that. that so. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, you remember that when he's like, I'm Green Lantern. Yeah. And Warner Brothers was like, no, no you're not. not. We haven't even cast that, buddy. Um, well, you know. Well, okay. to be fair, to be fair, Stephen Lang wasn't the highest grossing film of all time. And he was also in a movie that people actually liked called Don't Breathe. Ah, right. Well, you know, okay, so here's the thing. Um, they said that Tim Miller split amicably. He's still working with Fox on another project now. He, he moved right into it, so it wasn't like a wasn't like a bitter thing. Although it does sound so strange to me. Cause... I feel like any split with Fox is always usually a bitter thing. Well, not this one, because they didn't, they didn't trank him. He didn't lose Star Wars. I mean, that's fair, but you remember when uh, Brian Singer left Fox during the X-Men movies, and that was a bitter thing? 
I, well, that was because he, he he abandoned a project to do a different project that he wanted. It wasn't like a creative differences thing. That's because um, Tom Rothman refused to book Brian Singer for the third X-Men project. Really? Yep. Why? Because he, he didn't like um, Brian Singer, I guess, in the first as place. As a person? Yeah, as a person. So he was just kind of like, well, maybe you'll do the third X-Men and um, they kept, like, leading him on with that, so he eventually went to go work on something else, and they're like, all right, Brett Ratner. Well, that's kind of dickish. Yeah. Um, Fox. <clears throat> yeah, well, what are you going to do, man? Fox, Fox, Fox. But, so, um, but, well, this one, they did say they split amicably. He's working on another Fox Studio project right now. So I, it, it was probably, yeah, I, I, I believe them when they say it was just a matter of him and Ryan Reynolds not seeing eye to eye, and Ryan Reynolds really is the probably the stronger creative force on it at this point um granted it was it, it was him Tim Miller, spearheading this project yeah, for, for like what time. seven years now feels like yeah let's hold for this because we're both on fucking i hate this city so much <laughs> well there's no way in hell okay that all of these are going somewhere important I, I mean, think they're just like you know what I've got a what if, I've got a siren I may as well use it. What what if what if Donald Trump just had a heart attack and they're gonna go rescue him? <laughs> well, stop it, cut it out. <laughs> is he in New York right now? I have no idea. Dear God, I hope not. Actually, I think he is because he like posted something from Twitter. He, I, I saw something on Twitter very recently where it was like from the desk of Donald Trump and he was at Trump Tower. You know what's funny? I think the people who hate Donald Trump most are New Yorkers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's just a douche, man. Yeah. He's the worst. Uh, so what were we talking about? Fox. Splitting amicably. Yeah. I don't know. He's working on another Fox uh, project right now, so... Who's to say? Who is to say? So, so what do you think about that? Because this is something, like, I heard and I was a little bummed out about, but in all honesty, like... Deadpool didn't succeed because of the director, I don't think. I mean, I think that since Tim Miller is the owner of Blur Studios, and apparently Blur Studios did a lot of touch-up work mm -hmm. on Deadpool CGI for free, that may have helped a lot. I'm not sure. Um, but, I mean, the overall directing, like, it was pretty flat. Like, it was dictated by the script, really. So, I mean, there's really nothing special there. Yeah, the, dir the direction, it didn't really insist on itself. It just, it was a movie i mean uh, i think yeah the script really the script is... and the performances really pulled it through yeah. i mean i think like if you're going to talk about directorial visions if you're going to make it more stylized like yeah that would work i think the biggest problem with the first deadpool movie is is boring looking yeah it's a little gray yeah well you know i they didn't have a whole lot of money on that so it was a very low budget feature a lot of people complain about the bridge online they're like why did it all have to take place on a bridge i'm like well it didn't <laughs> <laughs> vast swaths of it did and they kept cutting back to it but I mean the bridge wasn't the whole movie no it was just like it was. the main action set piece though yeah well you know I'm fine with it I, It's it, it was good I like the way Deadpool came out and I'm sure that the new one will be fine too yeah yeah I'm excited um Guardians of the Galaxy I mean, I was, released before, a trailer. Before moving oh. off of this, like we we've talked about this before, where when ones like our our concerns with Stranger Things is when you have one driving force working on one project for years and years and years and years. 
with Deadpool, like, the script was done in 2011, and then they've just gone, like, they've retouched it, and by the time we got a final product, it was slightly different from the original script. Mm-hmm. But you think there's, um, there's something to be said about that? I don't know. Well, with things like Stranger Things, um, when we were discussing that, the, the, the main thrust of it was the Duffers had so many years to, you know, compile this story, and now in season two, they're going to have months. I mean, I think they're filming right now, actually. So they had month. Yeah. Um, they said that they had the script done for a while, or they had an idea for it. Um, so I believe them in that, and as much as that. But with Deadpool, it wasn't as if they were drafting this script for so long, and they were perfecting it for so long. It was just like they had a script, and then they had to keep updating it because there were references that were no longer relevant, like the Amy Winehouse thing. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it was like this was his masterwork come together over a decade. I think it was just, you know, it was a movie that took forever to make. So I think that it'll probably be fine. I mean, most movies are fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I really enjoyed Deadpool. I'm a big big fan of those comic series mm-hmm. when written by certain people. What do you mean certain people? Certain writers are not good at writing Deadpool. It just depends. Anyway, yeah. Actually, staying on the Fox Marvel train, um, Logan... Oh, yeah. See the trailer for that? Yeah, the trailer for that dropped, and that was cool. Yeah, it's funny because two trailers, like, Guardians dropped, and then Logan dropped the next day. And we'll get to Guardians, but I saw Logan, and that's one that actually caught me by surprise. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's just that Johnny Cash song or if it's just it looks like a good movie, Um, but I am super interested in that. I mean, it's an interesting aesthetic. I mean, it kind of goes back to the Deadpool thing where everything looks kind of gray and desaturated, but for Logan, I feel like it works because it looks... Yeah, almost Dead- like a road warrior kind of setting. Sure, Deadpool. It, you know, it was a fun and kitschy movie. So when it was gray like that, it felt like it was working against it. With this, it looks like it's supposed to be, you know, bleak, desatch. I mean, the whole thing too is there. There's this whole thing where, if I remember this correctly, it's not that the world has ended. It's just it's standing on the brink, and things are just really shitty right now. Um, kind of like that first Mad Max movie where, like, the world was coming to an end, but we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an, that's always an interesting point to deal with, and I feel like with a character like Wolverine, that's gotta be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, man, um, well, this isn't quite the old man Logan story, because he doesn't look like an old man, and Professor X is still alive, and Professor X is an old man. Well, I mean, he looks like he's about to die. I mean, there's a shot in this where, like, they're at a funeral, and I'm like, ooh, is that Professor X? I feel like that's Professor X. Probably is. Because be. this is his last movie, right? Well, it's... Uh, Patrick Stewart's? Is it? Yeah, it's Patrick Stewart's. And I bel- well, I know it's Hugh Jackman's, but I believe yeah, it's I've also heard, Patrick Stewart's. Yeah, i nothing about anybody else. Yeah, so what are they going to do? They're, they're going to have to reboot these X-Men's again. No, nah, they're just going to use James McAvoy. Oh, yeah. Put him in old man face. Yeah. Yeah. Was he... Was Professor... Uh, um, uh, what is his name? Was he in the most recent one, Patrick Stewart? Apocalypse? No, yeah. it was not. Okay. He was the last one he was in was Days of Future Past. No, he was in in um. Oh yeah, no, that you're right. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of a different movie. Are you getting the timelines confused? Yeah. It's okay. Everyone does it. They're it's gonna... nightmare. It's fucking next man. <laughs> it's a reboot, prequel, sequel. No, but yeah, this is like, this is the third solo Wolverine outing. It's like the 20th X-Men film, and yet I'm still really interested in seeing it, which is kind of an anomaly. 
I wasn't expecting that. Well, this is something where I think we're interested because it's not Marvel proper. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have that same kind of monotony to it. This sure. looks different. Like, well, I mean, I mean, even when the Wolverine was coming out, that from the trailers seemed like it was going to be a very different X Men movie, and I think that's why we all went and saw it. I'd say it was a. It, it was, was for like two thirds X Men movie, and then it just stumbled at the finish line. Yeah, it was a really good movie for like the first two thirds of it, and then it, it fucked up the last act. It's not a bad movie. It's like a fine little movie, but I, I would say that it's, that's it's, how it looked to me when I went to go see it. I didn't see that and think like, oh, I got to see this now, especially coming off of just Wolverine X Men Origins. Yeah, yeah, uh, which was one of the worst Horrendous. movies ever. Um, but yeah, no, I, I didn't think that like that was going to be anything special, and it wasn't. It would, it just felt like a, like a little one-off thing. The biggest problem with that movie is it just felt unnecessary. It was well, like, well, why are we? Yeah, because movie? a month later, um, X Men: Days of Future Past came out, and it completely Retconned rewrote it. the timeline, and mm-hmm. it made that movie irrelevant. So I mean, like, what the fuck was the point? It was just a weird little one-off adventure, and that's what it was this one though it looks like an in- it, it looks just... like the end of an era yeah it looks like an interesting super film uh, superhero film in general which we don't really get a whole lot of anymore yeah although i'm gonna be real pissed if the movie ends and um what's his name from harry potter just makes a giant blue laser beam shoot into the sky and they have to stop him probably what do you mean what's his name from harry potter isn't mm-hmm. he in the movie who there the, are so many people the in the blonde one I don't remember. Uh, the blonde one, like Malfoy. Yeah, the douchebag one. W- was he a kid in the movie? No, isn't he in the Wolverine? I I don't exactly know who you're talking about. Still. Uh, in in Logan, the kid that was the blonde dude in Harry Potter. Okay, so probably Malfoy. So you're talking about? I don't remember him in the trailer. Maybe I don't know. What the hell's his name? I don't know what his name is in real Maybe life. not. Maybe he was. Just he was a in Planet of the kid. Apes. Oh, Malfoy not. was in Planet of the Apes, the first one. Kid. I don't know. Stephen Merchant is in it. That's exciting. Okay. All right, maybe not. Maybe I just saw things. Game lady coming back. God damn it. Anyway, so another trailer dropped, and that was Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Volume 2. And I gotta tell you, Michael. It looks the same. It looks exactly like Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Right down to hooked on a feeling. Why would they do that? Uh, I don't know. I it's funny because I came across that on Twitter uh, when the trailer released, and I watched the trailer, and this was my feeling. Huh? I said All it. Right. I, I said it on Twitter. I was like, I'm not sure if I watched the new one or like a really clever fan edit of the footage from the old movie that they're just making look like a new movie because everything looked exactly the same, uh, except for what's his name from Walking Dead had like a mohawk now. He's got, like, a big... Yeah, Yondu. Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, here's the thing with Marvel, though, is they usually do... Their first trailer doesn't give away anything. So, they it, it, it's basically like, oh, if you want to go see the movie, if you're interested in it, here's a thing for you. If not, go You'll fuck yourself. You'll probably see it anyways. You'll probably end up seeing it anyway. One of, one of your friends or family going to drag you to it regardless of whether you want to see it or not. So, well, yeah, fuck well, you. It, it's pretty historical. Like, I hated that first Doctor Strange trailer because it just looked so generic and cheap. And then the second one, it's still like all the same elements, but they're a little bit better. Like the CGI was better. It wasn't just like the Inception thing. 
you start seeing like mirrors and say, oh, I don't know, it looked a little bit more interesting. But speaking of Doctor Strange, Dan Harmon apparently did rewrites on it. Not rewrites. He was a consultant. What does that mean? Uh, they consulted him. You looked him. into it further? Because I've read conflicting reports on that. Some said that, like, I think the Hollywood Reporter said, and this was going back a couple months, that he was brought in to do, like, comedic rewrites on certain scenes. I'm like, that's weird. Why? Like, <laughs> it does not seem like it would fit tonally, and it doesn't seem like the kind of thing that he would be interested in doing at all. Um, he's not like, uh, he, he's not like a, he doesn't have any opinion on the Marvel movies one way or another from what I understand, but um, he's not very nice when it comes to other people's writing, so I, I, he doesn't like to work on things with, he doesn't work well with others, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I just didn't see, like, I, I can't imagine him being like a script doctor and coming in and be like, okay, uh... well, I don't get it. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, but that uh, piqued my interest a bit where I'm just like, wait, what? Because Kevin Feige's quote was, he was he said, like, we really like the humor on Rick and Morty, but what we also like is that every episode seems like it could be its own standalone sci-fi film. So we brought, you know, Harmon in to uh, discuss how much the sci-fi money do you think elements. they paid him? You think they offered him money to be there? Probably. I don't know. Well, he like the um, Russo brothers came off a of community, yeah. so that's probably and, and they where made the, the best came movie from. in the Marvel universe. Yeah, Captain America: Civil War. I was gonna say, right, never mind. Are you drinking booze? Sure yeah. smells like booze. Yeah. It's two o'clock I opened, in the afternoon. I opened the bottle last night, and mm-hmm. then I didn't really like it so i put it back in the fridge so now you're but now it was just an open thing of alcohol in the fridge so i'm like well I, i've got to finish this or else it's gonna make my whole refrigerator what never mind just move on <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna make my whole refrigerator what it smell like alcohol so i don't think that's how it works michael it's... you shut up it's sealed in a bottle. It's not like... It's not. I had it... I poured it in the glass and I put it in the fridge. All right, whatever. It you, wasn't good. You do you. Shut up. You're drinking coffee and it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You can drink coffee any time of day Fuck as long you. as it's not right before bed. You don't usually drink booze at 2. I had a rough week. No judgment, but you know. <laughs> <sighs> Especially um, sake. It smells like you're drinking cooking wine. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways... So there's Speaking that. Speaking of Asian culture, no, we're not. We're still not. God still damn it! Not there, we got other things to talk about. Stranger Things uh, announced their new cast. Did we talk about that last week? I feel like this has been news for a long time. Yeah, I'm sure it has. Um, one of the Power Rangers is in it now. Dacker Montgomery, who plays Jason in um, the upcoming 2017 you know, Power Rangers. This fucking thing, magic pass. Not a real emergency. It's not. Okay, Dacker Montgomery, who plays Jason in the upcoming Power Rangers film, and then the girl's name is Sadie Sink. I don't know what she's from. She's probably not from a lot. Um, but when they announced this, apparently Twitter lost its mind um, because there's, they, they feel that there are too many white people on Stranger Things, I and mean, they wanted the it... Max character to be a person of color. When do they get a say in this? 
They don't. Um, but what I'm saying is just it's just, it's so strange that because uh. I don't get it. That uh, I don't know for this show in particular. Like I, and dude, I, I totally get it. I mean, um, representation is a, is an important aspect of the modern culture. But this is a thing that takes place in like 1984. Yeah. In a small town in um, Hawkins, Indiana. Yeah. So it's like. Have you been to How Indiana? Many? Indiana doesn't have the most progressive history. I don't know. It just, it just seems like. But, it, you know, it kind of seems like a rock and a hard place situation because what I, I could see with, like, these extreme social justice warrior type that they just complain about everything um, that you see on Twitter and Tumblr and all of that. If you read the breakdowns for these characters, they come from, like, a troubled past like, the the Red Ranger is supposed to be, like, an abusive douchebag. I'm like, okay, so if you casted that as, like, a minority person, you'd have the same people complaining, like, like, oh, this is just a stereotype. Oh, yeah, you put a person of color, but now they're just a bad guy. I, I have a question. Has anyone from uh, from the interwebs complained about Luke Cage being the, uh, what, what is it? He's, he's an African-American hero that's also a convict and can't get a job. <laughs> Has anyone uh, mentioned that yet? Well, he could get a job. He sweeps hair. He's got lots of jobs. Yeah, it's all paid <laughs> under the table. Well, that's because it's really hard to get a job in New York City, especially as a convict. I think that's probably fine. No, like, well, the Luke Cage character, if you go back far enough, it's like, yeah, it's real racist. Like, <laughs> comic books in the 70s, not the most, uh, even when they started to try to be progressive, it was just like, oh, dear. Fuck, it's DC like your just... racist grandpa trying to be like, well, the blacks aren't all thieves well i mean dc they've been trying to be less racist as of late and it's just oh, come they've, across well, they've been as trying for real decades. well and it's it's just come across as like real ham-fisted mm-hmm. like oh dc and marvel both there right now it's like people are complaining online that they're just they're going pandering? They're, yeah they, they, it has gotten into the point where it's like pandering you're just bending over backwards to appease um people when it's just like come on dude there's during the new 52 um, when they rebooted Green Lantern, one of the new Green Lanterns was, he was a Middle Eastern guy, but he gets the ring because his brother is involved in a car bombing. I know this one, yeah. And so he gets sent to Guantanamo Bay, like the Green Lantern does, um, <laughs> which, I just, the things that I just said, I want you to stop and think for a moment. <laughs> There's a comic book that's trying to be progressive about uh, people from the Mideast um, in Muslim countries. And the first beat is that he gets sent to Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> and that's your progressive stance. And then the ring finds him because he's not a terrorist. Um, and then he breaks out of Guantanamo using the Green Lantern ring. So then they're like, oh no. <laughs> they're someone from Al Qaeda has a fucking Green Lantern ring. We're fucked. <laughs> And that was the plot of Green Lantern. So yeah, that's the kind of ham-fisted progressivism that I'm talking about. We should make Robin an ethnic. Yeah. We'll all make, of them. We'll, we'll make him all of the... <laughs> we can't just have one Robin who is... Uh, is Batman uh, is sidekick. Yeah. No. Uh, who is a, a minority of some sort. No, we need a black one, and we need a gay one, and we need a Latino one, and we need an Asian one, and we need one that's made of small robots, and we need... I, I, I think we're forgetting something, though. 
What is that? Is that they weren't Batman's partner? Well, yeah, Batman was dead at that point. Quote, unquote. I didn't even, I didn't even know how that ended. Like, I think the, he that whole died arc... in a cave-in with the Joker? Yeah, no, I know yeah. how he died. It was him and the Joker, yeah. But he doesn't die. He comes back as Bruce Wayne, but his memory is wiped. And then... Um, so fucking stupid. Yeah. And then Superman comes to the Batcave, and he's like, we gotta get Bruce back. And Alfred's like, no, don't you ruin this. He's happy now. And then Commissioner Gordon is Batman for a little while, and he looks like a, a Giant robot. mech suit, right? Yeah, he looks like he looks like Chappie. Anyway. Yeah. So. Come Stranger on. Things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, people, God, you can't please anyone. Well, anymore. you know, here's the thing, too. Jessica Jones, they just announced, well, the showrunner for that just announced that uh, they now have all the all directors. All directors. Yeah, like... Isn't, shouldn't it be gender, isn't gender equality like casting a director regardless of their gender? Yes, yes, but here's the thing about that, like, I would be more interested, like, this is, when we're talking about, like, the ham-fisted attempts at progressivism, Mm -hmm. this is how it happens, is you start getting, like, the same stodgy old white dudes that have been writing comic books forever to try to write progressive stories, and then they come out like your racist uncle Mm -hmm. wrote them, because he did, um... What you should be doing is casting, or not casting, but um, hiring people in the more creative ends of it. So that would be like hiring people of color to be the writers on the comic book. Somebody that brings their experience to it and understands what it's like to grow up as an othered person in American culture. As opposed to just like, hey, uh, uh, Frank Miller, we want you to write, we want your PC Batman now. Write a strong female character. Okay, she's a whore. No, Frank. Strong female character. I I, I got it, but she's got to be a whore. Why? All women are whores. (laughs) Or burglars. Hashtag Sometimes both. (laughs) Hashtag Catwoman. (laughs) God damn it, Frank. But yeah, so what I would rather see, especially in directing, because directing is a field that is 100% dominated by men. You see very few female directors. I think this would be a good step in the right direction. Ultimately, you're right, because that presents you with the affirmative action problem historically, where it's it's like, well, if you're giving giving it to somebody based on their gender as opposed to based on their merit, then why are you doing that? That's not Isn't it the same paradigm that Ghostbusters had, where they were very happy because... All the uh, the crew that they had for the film was all female. Sure, but um, you know, and doesn't that step in the opposite direction where every male character in that movie was an idiot or an asshole? I mean, that I think has more to do with the writing. Right, um, but are and... you are you necessarily going to take one step in the opposite direction as an equal measure, or is that just a step in the wrong direction? Uh, I guess it could be seen as both. At the end of the day, what Michael is saying is women shouldn't be directors. Or what drivers. I, what I'm saying is gender shouldn't play a role in No, it shouldn't, ultimately. Should I mean, ultimately, yeah, that's the ideal. But, I mean, even if you're going to be a director, like, like here's the thing. Like, <coughs> Steven Spielberg made the color purple. He's not black. Like, that shouldn't... Isn't he? If, well, I mean, to our knowledge. If you're a competent enough director, you can handle these themes and ideals, and if you're passionate about the source material, you should be able to understand the material as it's given to you. Sure, but what what, what I'm saying is it goes beyond just the material of it, and it starts to step into just, like, um, 
just from a practical standpoint, I'm not saying like, oh, women will be better directors for the Jessica Jones material. It's just like saying, okay, well, let's give these people an opportunity and see what they could do. Um, because in general, it's that much harder for a, a woman to get to that kind of work. Show business is so much different, so different than any other business in so, the world in that there's like 10 jobs. Uh, and then there's 20 million people that want those 10 jobs. So it's not like regular, you know, employment where, you know, you just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and eventually you'll get it. So much of it has to do with networking. So much of it has to do with um, who you know. So I think that giving people an opportunity here, and I'm not saying that I think that this should be the case unilaterally across the board. I'm just saying if Marvel wants to do this with Jessica Jones, I totally understand it. Um, that being said, who knows? Maybe that show will suck now. Yeah, well, did you hear for Daredevil Season 2? They casted all blind directors? <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. Godzilla. Godzilla. We went and saw Shin Godzilla. Or I went and saw it, and then a few days I later... I went and saw Godzilla Resurgence. I don't know about you. What's that? It's the new Godzilla film. Oh, they made a newer one? From glorious nation of Nippon. Um, that was yeah, racist. It's real confusing because um, the theater, like the, the little digital thing outside said uh, Godzilla Resurgence, but my ticket and the poster outside of said theater said Shin Godzilla. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I only, uh, I only saw it billed as Godzilla Resurgence. I knew it as Shin Godzilla because we talked about it, but... Yeah. So we saw it. Um... It was good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I think it's much better than the American 2014 one. Yeah, Although, dude, that movie is so boring. Yeah, it's it's not good. Um, the thing about the American one that I will put over a lot of incarnations of Godzilla, even this one in parts, there are a couple shots in this one that are really good, but the, the director of photography in the 2014 one did a really good job. That movie looks really pretty. Yeah. Um, well, this one I, I like a lot about that movie. I just don't like the it's the movie. Just, yeah, it's just I like I like a lot of the things in. I like a lot of the conceptions that the movie had. I like the I like, I like the design of Godzilla himself. I think he looked good. I, I like everything um, but his feet. His feet look kind of funny. I don't really know what his feet look like. They're elephant foot things. They're like giant stumps. They're kind of funny. I'd imagine that it's probably like biologically. Correct. Correct. Accurate. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with the overall design of Godzilla. I mean, a lot of Japanese fans of Godzilla, when that design was first released, they're like, "Why is he so fat?" It's because he's from America. It's because he's from America. Yeah. Um, but no, the design is fine. Um, I, yeah, yeah, he he's he's kind of stumpy looking, but like, I I guess he does kind of have elephant feet, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, never noticed that. <laughs> Um, yeah, Godzilla. But I, he looked like a, a he looked like a real thing. Like I could imagine this creature existing. Whereas, like this one, I feel like if we saw Godzilla, this, we'd be like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, you know, he, he, he did look kind of weird. Um, well, when he first showed up, like his because well, in Shin Godzilla, like it's not about any particular character. Like it's it's like the original fifty four Japanese version of the film, where it was very much Godzilla versus the nation of Japan. Sure. So it shows you the entire Japanese government system responding to a threat like this, mm -hmm. 
And uh, so Godzilla shows up in phases because he's an amphibian. So first he shows up and he's like a fish monster. And then he forces himself to evolve. And then he continues to evolve into what we know as Godzilla. I do like that he is a Pokemon now. And I feel like the translators, <laughs> when they put that in there, they're like, yeah, this will be funny. Because the, the, one of the guys, he's like, yeah, he's evolving. And I'm like... But that's not what evolution is. That's not like what actual evolving is. That's like Pokemon evolving. Like one, like <laughs> well, they said, it's, like, not, it's not. It's a metamorphosis. It's not an evolution. Like one animal does not evolve into another animal, and it's the same being. It's over it's like generations. A yeah, yeah. Um, um, that being said, I think the biggest thing <laughs> looking against this movie is the fact that yes, it doesn't really have a central character. I think there's obviously a protagonist, quote unquote. But there is by the end. I mean, there's yeah. there's two, um, the quote unquote American lady, and then the oh my god, her acting. Um, she oh my god. I like I didn't. I, I guess I just kind of like missed it in the first part of the movie. Like I wasn't paying attention as often happens. I'll be looking at something else. So like, oh, I still have to read the movie. God damn it. Where she said that she's American, and so later on when it comes to pass, where she's like, I'm gonna be the. The president, the president by 40? Like, yeah, and you're like, what? Wait, what? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's She was the son of a U.S., or the, sorry, the daughter of a U.S. senator. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's half Japanese, half American, but I believe it's that she lives in America, right? Well, I mean, she's well, full she's... Japanese, but she is American. Can't just be half American. No, I mean, like, ethnically. She's like half, is she supposed to, well, her last name is Patterson, so I'm assuming that this... Senator Patterson isn't a Japanese dude. Are you sure? I, I guess I can't be, but <laughs> I would assume that she's half white, half Asian. But, um, yeah, uh, there, there's an obvious clear character by the end, but we don't really... I mean, he's... It, I saw the movie twice, and he's in the movie throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the movie never revolves around him. It revolves around... <clears throat> yeah, first it's just actions. about the diet, and um, the, which is the Japanese parliament. For anybody not really doesn't not familiar with that term, I'm not saying like it's a, it's about Godzilla's diet. Yeah, he eats a lot eats. of radiation. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's about it's about the Japanese government and their reaction to this thing, and which is where... really funny. Like, there's a lot of like satirical elements on that about how Japan handles a lot of their d- disaster response. Because well, the first night I saw it, like the opening night it was out, I went and the theater was full of Japanese people. And every time they're like, all right, we need to form a committee to this, everyone in the theater is like, ha ha, I get it. Laugh and th- politely. Yeah, and that and that has to do with, like, how Japan responds themselves, like, as a nation to things like earthquakes or tsunamis. And they even mention it, like, we can deal with this. Like, this isn't, like, a natural force that we can't fight. Like, this is something we can actually do. Yeah, they say it's a biological organism. That means we could kill it. Yeah. Can't kill an earthquake. Yeah. God knows we've tried. I don't remember that part, but... No, they said, like, remember that time when we tried to fight that tsunami? That didn't work. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hokusai, he, he depicted that giant battle uh, in a painting. We tried to kill the ocean. <laughs> it didn't work. But, um... Kept throwing rocks at it, but... Kept <laughs> it just made more splashes! What the fuck? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting in that kind of satirical element, and I feel like that was probably intentional. <laughs> well, by... we're... Where the first movie, the first ever Godzilla movie, was a commentary... Godzilla's always been wrapped in social commentary until he wasn't. Until um, the 60s. Yeah. It, Actually, it wasn't even the 60s. It was until the 70s, really. Yeah. When Junior Godzilla took over. Godzilla right, Jr. when it, it became more about the mythology of the monsters themselves than it did any kind of 
you know, social commentary. Uh, it was about nuclear warfare. It was their reaction to the atom bombs, and Godzilla was a metaphor for that. And Shin Godzilla this has, time around, yeah, it's, it has some threads of that too. Like, there's some talk about like when they're like, "Oh, well, the U.S. is going to use a thermonuclear strike," and I, everyone in Japan was like. Fuck that. <laughs> I, I feel like that was directly making fun of the 2014 Godzilla, because weren't they going to blow it up with they an were gonna atom bomb at one point? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, of course that would be the Americans' response. Yeah. Yeah, and that, it's funny, too, because um, my friend Ray, he was saying, like, oh, my cousins, like, because they live in Japan, like, when they saw it, like, when they said that, people in the theater started booing. Really? Yeah. Um, but, but but then they said Fuck but then they you. said like it was funny because like when the B two bombers like when they showed up it was like the Americans are gonna handle everyone's like yeah Japan really loves America, um but yeah that was uh, you know I didn't somebody's got to I didn't I didn't actually think about that like yeah that's a direct response to the 2014 one of course they're gonna fucking bomb it yeah um but uh what I liked about this uh compared to the 2014. And compared to the, like, just kind of American movies in general. Turned Godzilla back into nightmare fuel. Sure, but what I was going to say is structurally it's different. In, you know, American filmmaking and Hollywood filmmaking, you have this very tight three-act structure where it's like, okay, if this was the Hollywood version, it was like, the monster attacks, then we figure out what to do with it, then we kill the monster. And that's the end of it. This, um, and everything kind of escalates on the way up. There's, there's, you, you don't, there's no room for ebbing and flowing. This script, the monster attacks, then he goes away, then they try to figure out what to do, then it comes back, and like there's just all this stuff going on, and there's these ebbs and flows to the script where it's just like it felt like a more realistic um, interpretation Situation. of what would happen. It felt like there was it an, felt like actual an actual government problem. response. Yeah. Like every every scene in the film was and this is the problem with the American twenty fourteen one is that when there was an instance where Godzilla was not on screen, it was just boring because nothing was interesting. It was because it focused on the world's most uninteresting character that's ever been in a movie. Yeah. But with this one, every line of dialogue was progressive to solving the threat of Godzilla. Everything had to do with taking down Godzilla. Everything moved in a particular direction, mm-hmm. um, just like the 1954 one, and that worked in the movie's favor. And we saw how, you know, the nation responds to it. We saw how the government responds to it. There was one really off moment that they never address in the, move, in the movie, but there's one moment where um, they, they formed a committee to respond to Godzilla. It's a bunch of, like, interpersonal branches, like, trying to solve this thing, and they're trying to sleep in their office mm-hmm. and you have this massive crowd of people where like Godzilla is a god and that was like 20 seconds and they never bring it up again yeah. so that was a little weird but like isn't there a cult that worships worships him in one of those movies oh no that's Mothra they yeah. worship Mothra yeah but I mean even still like yeah I feel like that's something that would happen like we'd still have people being like no you should save him he killed 3 million people this afternoon but Mm-hmm. save him let him live um yeah i don't i don't really like that whole idea and they address it in the american 2014 one where it's like oh he's the king of the monsters like he's here to defend us from the evil ones 
Yeah. Like, I never really got that. Like, Godzilla is always meant to be like, oh, yeah, he's a big thing that kills. And when he sees other big things, he kills them. Yeah. There's no sense of benevolence to it. It's just he kills things. Yeah. Well, no. In, 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 the, in the later series, he becomes It was like more for millen- millennial Godzilla. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah. And like all of those. Actually, even junior Godzilla. But that, we try not to think about those ones. Well, what I'm saying is, like, the ones that I remember watching when I was a kid was, like, Godzilla versus Ghidorah, uh, Godzilla versus Mothra. And in that, he was always humanity's friend, or especially, like, Godzilla versus uh, Space Godzilla, or Godzilla versus oh uh, Big Mechanical Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Um, where he's always protecting humanity, and there was a kind of, that was kind of how it was in the 2014. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, that was Ken Watanabe being like, let them fight. Yeah. Um, well, no, it's... It, because Godzilla kills the Mutos and then just leaves. You know, yeah. It's not like he's like, oh. Because if it was just like a regular creature, it would kill it and then keep going. It would just, yeah. you know, he'd be like, okay, now I ate this thing. Time to go lay my eggs or whatever. He, he wouldn't be like, okay, I've saved San Francisco. <laughs> Save Time San to go Francisco. back to the ocean. I've saved San Francisco. Everyone's cheering my name. Peace. Yeah. Walk into the sunset. Um, no, but this one, it, it takes this whole idea where like, yep. It's it's here to kill us all. Now, let's 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 talk about that too. Um, there, like, cause the movie it opens with the Coast Guard finding a boat, um, and the boat ends up being like this professor's boat who predicted Godzilla's coming. Um, he left all the data he had on Godzilla. And... I feel like this happens in in most Godzilla movies. Yeah, that kind of but... happened in the like. There's elements of that with like uh, Brian Cranston in in the 2014. And then the, the the Roland Emmerich one also has the like a Japanese one? guy, yeah, Probably on a boat. Guy. Oh, that was yeah, it. That opens was with Matthew, yeah, with Matthew Broderick, but it shows them in like a Japanese boat, and he's like, "Gojira." What then, did you see, old man? Yeah, Gojira. He's like Godzilla. He's like, "That's not what he said." No, he didn't. Yeah, the news anchor is like, because the guy's like, "It's Gojira, you moron!" Yeah, there you go. And they're like Godzilla. Godzilla. He's like, that, that's that's not you, close. You can get that. And, and in this one, they're like, it, you know, in America, it's written Godzilla. It's like in, you know, kanji, it's written as Gojira. And you're like, okay, thank you for that. Um, mm. But no, like, this this professor, like, he, he kills himself, and he says, here, fuck it, do what you will. And he expects them to nuke it because, like, his wife had cancer and the Japanese government did nothing and things like that. Um... Yeah, so there's this whole thing where, like, did he summon Godzilla? Yeah, it's because if you because if you notice, like, that's where he commits suicide, and that's where Godzilla appears. Mm-hmm. Is he in some way, shape, or form Godzilla? Like, See, what the, the fuck? Because this is a whole they've. This is by far probably the most confusing adaptation of uh, his origin. Well, yeah, because this is this is. This is the starting point now. They've taken all the canon and they've said that's not happened yet. This is the starting point. And it's interesting because they handled it like the original Godzilla film in the way, like, stylistically and how the movie's structured. But it's very much a unique take on the character itself. And I think that's what begs a lot of questions. Even the last shot of the film, if you've seen it, is horrific. Sure, and that's what I was going to say is like, okay, so the last shot of the film, spoiler, spoiler, um, if you haven't seen it yet, I 
guess, I don't know, who cares? We, it's Godzilla, man. You know what happens. He's, he's a big lizard, he attacks Tokyo. That's it. Yeah. So deal with that. The last shot of the film is of his tail. Yeah. And you see all of these, like, reptilian humanoid creatures that are, like, they look like frozen skeletons, but they also have, like, Godzilla fins. Yeah, and they're crawling out of his tail. Yeah. So it's I'm like, what is that? What is the implication there, though? Well, I mean, there's one point where they found, like, a, a chunk of his flesh, and it's like, oh, so this is how he's going to propagate, is that, like, his cells massively divide, and it creates more of him. Okay. Um... But that was like one minute in the film, and then they cut to the end, and all this shit's crawling out of his tail, and it looks horrifying. Um, but then we don't we don't really know, so yeah, there's really nowhere you can go with this other than speculation. So, mm-hmm. and so my other question is, what what are they gonna do about the? Are they just gonna wait? They're like waiting it out. Are they just gonna build around the? Okay, so it ends because he, with he them... fucking stomps on Tokyo Station, yeah. which. It's funny, because when I saw this, I'm like, huh, I stayed in that hotel. Well, now it's gone. Like... Well, yeah, so he attacks, like, and he's in the center of Tokyo, and uh, their solution, which is very, very un-Hollywood... Is they take coagulant. Yeah, they take... Blood coagulant. And they freeze him. Um, They crash a bunch of trains into him, which was a little bit Hollywoody, and there's, like, explosions there. Uh, They knock him into a building, which then topples over... Um, it's all pretty great. Yeah, they, they collapse buildings on top of him to pin him down, and then they take these big, um, like, concrete mixer trucks, and they pour this coagulant into his mouth, and holy shit, those guys got fucked up. Mm-hmm. But their ultimate solution is they freeze him, and then at the end of the movie, uh, the two main characters are, you know, just kind of at the parliament or wherever they are, and they're looking out over this park, and you just see Godzilla is frozen as if he's a big statue. And then they're just like, oh. Well, we'll deal with that when we get to it. That's literally what they say. They're like, well, we'll hope that nothing else happens. Hopefully he doesn't wake up again. <laughs> well, well, no, but like, what are they like, going to do? Well, they are they, they going to have two years. Okay. They have two years until the coagulant wears off. <laughs> okay. And they're just, and they're, their whole issue is like, once he starts moving, like, like, that countdown timer that the U.S. was going to nuke Japan with, like, that's going to start again. And they're like, yep, and we have to deal with that when we get to it. Well, like, well, then just use more coagulant. Yeah, like, I, I thought... Just be ready, like, send a team up there, put a bunch of coagulant in his mouth <laughs> for when he wakes up in two years, and then just, keep doing it. Just, just build a building in front of him and have, like, a water slide of coagulant just constantly pouring into his mouth see what's gonna happen is two years from now when he's about to wake up they're gonna start doing it again but then some other kaiju's gonna attack and they're like oh no we need godzilla wake him up <laughs> he's gonna be friend of humanity again or he's going to be pissed and both the monsters just destroy tokyo so here's an ask- wouldn't that be a bitch yeah so <laughs> like oh we need to wake up this other monster to fight this other monster yeah this and now you have two monsters this version of godzilla doesn't seem like he's gonna help anybody he's we need gonna... the t-rex yeah we need the t-rex to fight the androgynous rex okay but what are you gonna do about the t-rex rex. no it's androgynous because <laughs> like it's uh they don't have sexes they're all female or something yeah it's Jurassic Park. There's there's a thing about that. Um, I don't think that this Godzilla would help nope. anyone. Nope, he he guy... seems kind of like a douche. <laughs> um, I like his first form where he's like a big. I, he's got fish eyes. I'm like, oh, this is kawaii Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. 
And he's still fucking destroying everything. Yeah. <clears throat> and well, it's it's funny how how serious and how dramatically intense that entire first act of that film was, where it's just crawling through the city and still destroying everything. And you see like families get trampled, and you see people like in cars just crushed to death. And it's really dramatic. And then it cuts to Godzilla, and he has these big old fish eyes, and yeah. you're like, aww. Like. <laughs> He, yeah, he's a fish. He looks like a fish. And he doesn't have arms. And he's got gills that bleed. Yeah, because he's not in water. Um, and then he stands up and he tears his own arms out. Mm-hmm. Which, that was disgusting. Um, he's a very uncomfortable creature. Yeah, he seems like it. Can I, can I just say, like, one of the things that Japan still has to get to is um, CG. But... Can I also just say that some of my favorite shots in this movie are of the suit actor actually in the suit? Because mm-hmm. it looks real. Yeah, it, it has a realistic quality. Like I, what I'll say tangible. is like, yeah, he doesn't look like a thing that would exist in nature, really. But um, no, he looks like a thing that would exist in a movie or in hell. Yeah, Probably but like he hell. doesn't look like a biological organism. I think that's like what the Roland Emmerich one tried to do was like tried to make Godzilla plausible for the first time. Where it's like, like he looks like an iguana. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, that's fine, but it's also kind of dumb. Um, the, uh, the, the you know, most it's recent funny, one... like, that, was, that was the only part of the film where they're like, let's try to make this plausible. And then they're like, we need a giant open space in New York. Let's go to Washington Square Park. And the, yeah, well, after that, they just... It, he gets tangled in the Brooklyn Bridge's cables. It, it's like, full what? cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. And went full Emmerich. Yeah, but in the 2014 one, he looked, I don't know, he looks like that creature could kind of maybe exist. He looks more like a dinosaur than he does anything else. Yeah. But this one, yeah, he's like a demon with little... With little His fucking uh, jaw splits apart. You know, that's something, too. Like, I remember, because I've been following this movie for a little while, um, and I remember when they, when they released, like, press images, and, like, there was all the speculation where... Godzilla's jaw splits apart for the atomic... Which, actually, to be fair, before we say that, the scene where his atomic breath comes out, that was great. I fucking love that. Yeah, it was cool. It's like, it felt a little bit at first, I was like, uh, they're, they're doing the Hollywood, like, bigger, better thing, like, oh, we have to make it bigger and better than he was before, and now the atomic blast is crazy! But I liked it in as much as it served a plot point, and I liked the way it looked, because it was just, like, flames coming out of his mouth that then engulfed the city. I was mm-hmm. like, it looks really cool. Well, that was a throwback to Godzilla 2000, like, when that came out, because all that imagery from that scene where it's Godzilla at night and the city's on fire, uh-huh. that came from Godzilla 2000. And there's that one scene where when he first starts, was, or in Shin Godzilla, when he first starts his atomic breath, and all the gas comes out, and then he ignites the gas, and then that concentrates into a fucking beam, and that's just this high-pitched screaming noise. Uh-huh. And he just it's it's it, it kills things and it was awesome i loved it yeah it's really good um and then he has to like recharge afterwards so it's like pokemon he like did a hyper beam and now he has to sit one turn out yeah exactly he sits one turn frozen but um, that's what i liked about this movie like i said before it ebbs and it flows there's the script has time to breathe and it's not like the monster attacks, and now we've got to deal with it, and then it just continues to escalate throughout the rest of the movie. It was like, oh, okay, it hits in waves. Well, the even... monster attacks, then it's gone, it's missing for a little while, then it comes back, and they're trying to deal with how they would... They're, they're trying to plan 
um, how to deal with it. I mean, even when there's moments of rest, like when Godzilla, he exhausts all his atomic-ness, and he's just standing there, and he's, like, recharging, basically. And there's no real action, but it still feels like there's this sense of impending doom that you can't really escape. Right. In the 2014 Godzilla, like, they, they kind of journeyed, like, oh, now he's in Hawaii, now he's in San Francisco, now he's in Japan... And it, it kind of did this... Chasing Aaron Taylor Johnson around the world for he, exactly. some inexplicable reason. Exactly. And it was this whole thing where, like, okay, well, now he's gone, now we can breathe. You know, mm-hmm. he's not here anymore. And this one, it just felt like he's coming, and you can't escape it. It's and that coming. Was, it's coming. And, and that was terrifying in its own regards, and that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, it felt more like a, a, like a force of nature. Yeah. And, or a different type of force of nature, I guess. I don't know. And, you know, we, we've had this whole big Hollywoodization of Godzilla fighting in the 2014 one. And, like, he's, like, whacking his tail and things. And shit's blowing up and buildings are collapsing. And Aaron Taylor Johnson's running from explosions and getting thrown around on wires. Um, and it's very Hollywoodized. And this version of Godzilla, it feels very Japanese. Sure. Where it's just tanks and helicopters and trying to blow them up in a city. And I was amazed at how intense that still can be. Uh-huh. Because I was still on the edge of my seat. Like, I was still excited while watching this movie. It's not like you're watching an old kaiju film where, like, and now you have the helicopters on strings and they're taking them down. Yeah. Like, it felt intense. Right. Uh, it also felt long, but I was never bored. There were moments in the film where I'm like, oh, this is, this is, we've been here for a while, huh? Yeah. But we... I never felt like, oh, come on, just get to the fucking point. Yeah, like, it, it always held your interest. Yeah. Actually, I'm trying to f- see how long that movie was. How long do you think that movie was? Seven hours. No, it's probably, like, a good two hours. It was, yep, two hours. Two hours on the dot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it was very good. I saw it with a very small audience. Oh, I saw it, the first time I saw it, it was, like, opening night, and the theater was about half full. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second time Oh, I mine saw- was to capacity. I just meant they were all midgets. Oh. Oh. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> the second time I saw it, the theater was at capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was interesting. It was fun. I had a good time. If you're a fan of Godzilla, if it's playing near you, which probably not. Probably not. Um, you thought, well, because the posters say that it was a limited engagement, and I would assume that it's probably like that for the rest of the country, but if you're in, like, a big market, if you're in New York, L.A., the, in one of these big fancy cities, they might still be playing it. Maybe you could find it. If not, torrents, bro. Find a good torrent. Yeah, and they find the Japanese version with no subtitles. Right, that's probably, yeah. I mean, right. yeah, because the movie came out in Japan like, May of this year. Can we talk about the American acting real quick? Holy um, shit, can even we beyond, not? Even beyond, like, the girl who pretended to be American, although I did read an article with her when she was like, you know, and so much of the uh, dialogue is in English, and it just made me want to pull my hair out, and I'm like, me too. Um, <laughs> like, she was like, she did not sound remotely American, like... They kept the subtitles on when she was speaking, and I'm glad yeah. that they did because I could not tell. Um, there, there were a couple Japanese actors like where when they started speaking in English, like you could you can understand. Oh yeah, it. yeah. Um, um, most of them that most of them. Most of the well, Japanese it was usually that, just her. Yeah, which is crazy considering like they cast her as the American. Well, because here's the thing: she's a really big TV like soap opera star in Japan. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, so they wanted to have her specifically in this movie. Uh huh. 
fucking um uh although she's got like that, they do this um i notice this a lot in anime like when it's supposed to be like a there's a certain voice that they do when it's supposed to be like a sexy lady mm-hmm. who's like not like conventionally Japanese and she's all the way out there. And I don't know if it's like based on an American accent or whatever, but I understand more. Uh, like I understood more of her Japanese dialogue than I did anybody else. I would catch like maybe every 10th word and I was like, oh, she just said, huh, that's weird. Is she doing an American accent? And that's why I understand it a little bit better. <laughs> but. Her American-American accent wasn't very good. But there were other, like, there were... English actors? Yeah, there were actual were Americans in the bad. movie, and they were terrible. Like, President Ross is his name. And they, I love that they don't show his face. Like, he's he's just talking, um, and he's like fucking Professor Claw from Inspector Gadget. They just show his where hands. Where you just see his hands, and he's gesticulating wildly. But, man, it was a terrible actor. Did acting. they get an actor for that? Because I swear to God, I saw Don Johnson's name in the credits. Possibly. Um, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't stick around for the credits, I don't think. Was there, like, a post-credit sequence? Because I went to piss, and then as I was, was leaving not. the, uh, thing, I heard more stuff. Maybe I just left midway through the movie, didn't realize it. Quite possibly. Um, actually, can I, can I address the soundtrack? They used the soundtracks from, like, 20 different Godzilla movies, and it worked really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I, no, I, I recognized, like, the original Godzilla theme. And it was cool. Um, I like that they just played the actual score as opposed to like re- remixing re- it. Yeah, recomposing it and making it sound a little bit more modern. Yeah, and then they had that heavy operatic music when Godzilla was just laying waste to the town. It was fucking real depressing, and you're like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. They also had like it. It sounded like anime uh, theme songs sometimes when it was like a like a hard rock song. That there were yeah there was one time where they did like the Godzilla theme with the guitar and it fucking caught me off guard <laughs> it was like when they were like because it's a really weird scene because this is when they're first manufacturing the coagulant and normally like in a conventional film like if you're gonna have this excitement we're like oh we need to make more of this coagulant to like stop godzilla it'd have like people running from place to place and mm-hmm. you'd have like people like turning valves and like pointing and shouting and shit like that um but no they just they cut to like uh, a hard rock version of the godzilla theme on a guitar sure. on a electric on electric guitar and right. then they use what seems like stock footage of just power plants yeah and they're all empty. Hmm. And that was real weird for me. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, you know. But, you know. Godzilla. It was good. Yeah, I enjoyed I it. I liked it. Um, actually, speaking of Godzilla, I did not get one. Which I'm sad that I didn't. You did not get a Godzilla? I did not get a Godzilla. Um, you're supposed to get a Godzilla when you're a kid. Um, no, I did not get one. But at New York I had a Godzilla. I had a Godzilla that was like this big. Holy shit, was it like a vinyl one? Yeah, well, I'm doing that. I meant from the table up, not like oh, the ground okay. up. Okay, um, I think it's actually, um, is it NECA or Bandai America? Someone in the U.S., the they're making one. they're making oh. Shin Godzilla, and it's a four-foot-tall vinyl thing of Shin Godzilla. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, mine was just like classic Godzilla, like the original. Um no, but uh, but Actually, at Comic- not not even like the original original because he was, I don't know, I don't know which one it was. At Comic Con, they handed out posters of Kong Skull Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you hear about this? No. No, they handed out posters of Kong Skull Island, and if and it was like a topographical map, like it was a it was like a bird's eye view of Skull Island on a map, 
and if you held it under a black light... Oh, right, right, right. I did hear about this. Um, yeah, you see Godzilla's bones built mm-hmm. under the island. Um, there is a passage where, like, his breath is fire, like, his scream is death, like... I'm really pushing that Godzilla movie crossover. King Kong versus Godzilla again. Um... How big is King Kong going to be in this fucking movie? Because that Godzilla's huge. He's fucking huge. Like, in the teaser, they had it. He's a good, like, 500 feet tall. So he's, like, he's not going to climb the Empire State Building now. No, he's just going to knock it down. He's going to step on it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because, like, regular King Kong couldn't fight Godzilla. Yeah, he's, like, 20 feet, 30 feet. He's big for a monkey, but, like, he's not taking on Godzilla. No, no. This is why, like, this new one, like, he's fucking gigantic keep redoing king kong and it just got no interest in it maybe this will be okay because it's like more actiony um i mean like yeah the the cast is good and the trailer looks good but to be fair like it it has that same kind of feel as a 2014 godzilla had in its trailer and i ended up really not liking that movie but the trailers are still cool this looks a little bit more stylized than that ended up being like that trailer where it's just them on the Jumping out, yeah, the Halo jumpers. That was great, yeah. And then that ended up not being the case at all. all. Yeah, no. I don't know. I just—it's hard to get me interested in King Kong. I just don't care. He's not scary. He's not interesting like Godzilla, where it's like you could do things with him. It's just—he's a big gorilla. He's a big gorilla. Boring as shit. Yeah. What do you know about Godzilla two? Because it came out with the second one. Legendary thing? Yeah. I don't. It's directed by Michael Daughtery. Oh, God. Um, oh, who did Krampus and Trick or Treat. All right. Cool. All right, cool. I, all I know is he's fighting uh, King Ghidorah. Oh, really? And uh, I think Mothra as well. Really? But they're both going to be in the new one. That is so much better than the two Cloverfield monsters that they had. Why does every fucking, like, American monster Movie? have to look like Cloverfield? I mean, Super 8, Cloverfield... Well, Super 8 was the one. same, It like, was the same designer. monster, yeah. No, it wasn't the same monster. It was the same designer. But... So they looked alike. Did they do Godzilla as well? They probably did. Probably. It looks fucking the goddamn same. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was not impressed with those... Uh, no, they were born. I remember when that trailer came out and like something fell from the sky into the water and everyone's like, "Holy shit, it's Rodan!" And then, no, it just turned out to be Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah. Um, what like in Cloverfield? You're talking about the thing no, in Godzilla. Oh, okay. Yeah, in Godzilla, like there's that one shot in the trailer where like, this giant wing thing like just dives into the water and everyone thought it was gonna be Rodan and I remember that speculation and then it was like they're yeah. they're mutos. And everyone was like, what the fuck are those? Ah, they're the worst. They were the lamest kaiju in the world. But it's like, I understood it in Cloverfield, and it worked in Cloverfield because it was supposed to be, like, plausible. It's supposed to... Like, the Cloverfield monster looked like a thing that could exist biologically, I guess. Um, but Godzilla is more fantastical. Fuck it. Give us Mecha King Ghidra. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Is like, it you could be when anything. King Ghidra had a robot head? Yeah, I do. Fuck yeah, it I was had awesome. that toy. Um, I had the regular one where it was just him and it's all gold, and then I had the other one where it's him and he's got a little silver body and one mechanical head. Because if you could do it, you could also make it a robot, and I don't see why you wouldn't. <laughs> That's Japan's philosophy. <laughs> <I think. laughs> 
Well, we have Godzilla. Who's he going to fight next? Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla. What's the difference? This one fires rockets. This one is a big. Uh, it's like it's a. It's like a Power Ranger Zord. And people live inside it. Awesome. It's cool. I had one of them too. I had a lot of Godzilla toys growing up. But uh. Yeah, Godzilla. If you're a fan of the franchise, it, listen. If you're not a fan of Godzilla in any capacity, like. There's really no reason why you would watch this movie. There's really no reason why you're still listening to this podcast, I guess. Um, well, there was no reason to listen to this podcast even to begin with. I mean, that's a fair point. But, I mean, if, you, if you're a fan of Godzilla, like, you'll you'll thoroughly enjoy Shin Godzilla. Yeah. I think it, it's actually, like, it it's being more well-received critically than the 2014 one. Which was pretty well-received. Yeah, I it was mean, decently received. Like, it has, like, what, a 70 or something on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, something like that, thereabout. Hell of a lot better than the old one. Um, yeah, well, this seems like the kind of movie that critics would be more... I don't know, they're usually a lot more forgiving of foreign films than they are of, like, Hollywood films. Yeah. But, no, this was good. Like, check it out if you're a fan of Japanese cinema, if you're a fan of foreign cinema in general, um, if you're a fan of Godzilla, obviously. But it's it's an interesting watch because it's a different take on the kaiju genre. Um a more classical take on the kaiju genre than what we're used to right now, which is Cloverfield monsters left and right. Cloverfield monsters all day. <laughs> yeah, and occasionally Pacific Rim. Is right. Are they still doing that? Because I remember initial reports where it was Godzilla, King Kong, and Pacific Rim They're robots. still doing a Pacific Rim. But They're still doing Pacific Rim 2. I don't two. think it's no longer... I, I don't think it's connected to Godzilla anymore. Okay, that's disappointing. That'd be fucking cool. Yeah, but what are you going to do? At least we're still getting King Kong vs. Godzilla. I'm actually really excited for that. I'm more Unless excited for sucks. this one with fucking King Ghidorah and Mothra than I am for King Kong vs. Godzilla. Yeah. I remember back when Zack was here, he was like, well, Gareth Edwards? Is it Gareth Edwards? Mm-hmm. He's like, he's not directing it, so I have no interest in seeing the movie. I'm like, but the first movie was bad, and he directed it. And he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, but... Yeah. Well, if it's the guy that directed, uh, what were what were the two things that you just listed? Uh, Krampus and Trick or Treat. Krampus and Trick or Treat. I love Trick or Treat. I haven't seen Krampus, but I heard good things. I've heard nothing but good things. Um, yeah, I think that's that's. I, I would more. I, I would prefer that because Gareth Edwards he did that. He he did a giant monster movie before. Monsters. And it was kind of. Uh, it was Which like I have not film. seen. I have not yet seen. I hear it's good, but they're just like background characters, and there's a little bit of that in the Godzilla remake, where it's just like the first fight with the Muto uh, in Las Vegas, where you're just seeing it on a screen. I'm like, what the fuck? No, that was Hawaii. Yeah, it was Hawaii. Yeah, it was Hawaii. Yeah, it fucking. There's a five minute thing where Godzilla's coming out of the water. He roars, and then you see it on the background of a TV in the next scene. Like, why would you do that? Like, what what were you thinking? Be- yeah, <laughs> you had to do it in in your movie because you couldn't afford. Uh, the real monsters, and it was the point of the movie, not the point of this movie. <laughs> Did not enhance it, made it worse. Yeah, and then people make the argument was like, well, it's because it's it's from a human perspective, and it's about the characters. See, but if you want to do okay, they, there are two ways. There are two ways you to do, do this, this movie. No, there are two ways that you could tackle it just from a human perspective. If you just want to demonstrate what it's like to be attacked by a giant monster, then you do Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Uh, pulled that off relatively well. You don't like found footage films, but 
I think that movie captured, like, I, watching it, I watched it since I had moved to New York, and I was like, oh, wow, yeah, this feels like what would happen if we got attacked by a giant monster, which I don't see why we wouldn't. Um, <laughs> then the other way is to go the 2014 Godzilla route and actually focus on the characters in a fully realized film. The problem with that is, the is the character boring? sucked. Yeah. The one character that they focused on was awful. He yeah, was just the most can, boring person in the world, played I, by an incredibly boring actor. I, I don't understand, because one thing everyone says is that, oh, Brian Cranston was great in the first ten minutes of it, and then the movie became boring. Every, people everyone went to see says it. that. People went to see it because of Brian Cranston. No one got out of their fucking beds to go see Aaron Taylor Johnson. No, and he's just... Oh, the worst! He's, he's the worst in that movie. He's good and kick-ass, so I don't, I don't want to take anything away from him and say that he's a terrible actor because like I've seen him in all of three movies now two of which I don't like but Kick-Ass I like a lot yeah and then he sucked in Kick-Ass 2 well Kick-Ass 2 sucked in general so what are you gonna do I like his performance was fine um I I I didn't care for Age of Ultron obviously that's not really his fault his character was such a nothing character like what are you even gonna fucking do with it um and then Godzilla man Oh god, that was that was rough. It's fucking rough. Um Yeah, that's a that's so... a movie where like that's a multi million dollar production. And that I, And there are parts well, of that movie where I like even, I'm bored. I won't even pin it on Aaron Taylor Johnson even in Godzilla because I'm racking my brain thinking like who would you cast in that role that would be better? And it's just a shitty fucking it's a poorly written. written character. It's so bland. It like there's nothing that you could really... You could put fucking Christopher Walken in that role and it would be boring as shit. Like, Christopher Walken at age 90 in that role playing Brian Cranston's son and not acknowledging the fact that he's vastly older <laughs> and I would still be bored. You know, I'm the only... No, Dad, <laughs> I don't think that it's a giant kaiju. I'm the only one who knows how to bomb. I can shut down this bomb, Mr. Army Man. <laughs> I'm the only one, the only one in the U.S. military knows how to work this fucking thing. I know thing. how to work an atom bomb. We stopped using them a long time ago. <laughs> but I got this, Mr. President. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Actually, come to think of it, that would be a pretty good movie. God, how fucking pissed off would you be if they're like, and the main character for Godzilla 2 is Aaron Taylor Johnson. You don't even, dude, you don't even need, like, a lead actor in that movie. Just make it about the monsters, do exactly what they did in this, make it an ensemble piece where we're jumping around and looking at different people from different perspectives. But I think you what You do this, not need a central <laughs> character. You know what this movie didn't have? What? You know what this movie didn't have? fucking european pirates off the coast of this giant catastrophe being like if they give us a million dollars i f felt that too when i was watching it i was <laughs> like i noticed that this is missing something and i can't put my finger on what and yep yeah, and that's what it is you know, that's what it? it was pirates yep need those pirates french pirates get roland emmerich back on this yeah. god how insulting would that have been it's like and directing godzilla 2 is roland emmerich I'll tell you what. Do you hear Roland Emmerich's doing his own Star Trek, or, um, not Star Trek, Stargate trilogy? <laughs> He's doing his own Star Trek fan film. Yeah, yeah. But he, his whole thing is like, those TV shows ruined my movie. Hold on. 
And so he's apparently um, doing three more Stargate Wait, what is movies. his involvement in Stargate? Did he, did he make that? Yeah, the movie. Is, that's a that's an aspect of Roland Emmerich's career that I was unaware of. Yeah, he, he wrote and directed that first Stargate movie. To be fair, I don't know shit about Stargate. I just know that there are, like, Egyptian aliens, and it looks real stupid. Yeah, that first movie was pretty shitty. They had a TV show, and in all honesty, yeah, the first of season shows. of that TV show was good. Yeah. And then nothing else. Not into sci-fi, man. Like, I like Star Wars. I like the, the rebooted Star Trek. I like some of, like, Enterprise. and or Not Enterprise. No fucking Enterprise. <laughs> oh, God. Why would I say that? I liked... Uh, Did we just reveal something? I, I like Next Generation. I like a lot of the original series. But, like, sci-fi in general, outside of those two things, I'm, I've never really been a huge fan of. I've liked nothing of Star Trek except for these rebooted movies. I guess maybe not even just sci-fi because that's a pretty broad category, but space opera, like Star well, Trek-esque I stuff. thought you loved Jupiter Ascending. I feel like I actually would. I feel like oh that is God, such really? a... So I, I haven't seen it, but I, I keep hearing about it and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, so, what's his name? Is like a dog person? Channing Tatum, yeah. Channing yep. Tatum is a dog. Yeah. Uh, the chick from Family Guy who cleans toilets for a living is a queen, and then she comes back and cleans continues toilets. to clean toilets. Yeah. I don't know what you're all fucking saying. This sounds great. <laughs> this, is, this sounds like a legitimately good movie. Let's 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 do it. Let's let's do a, <coughs> we'll do a commentary. Uh, we'll do a commentary on Jupiter Ascending. Yeah. That's what's next. That's what's coming at you next. I'm Tyler Pino. And I'm Michael Holler. Get out of my house.